Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. How is your Advent going? Have you made your proposal for how you intend to spend the next four weeks? Today, we are looking at readings from the book of Isaiah, where we hear the prophet telling us that on the mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all the people a, re a, a feast of rich food and choice wines and destroy the veil that separates us and destroy death forever, wiping away the tears from our faces. And we can look at this mountain and know that the Lord has delivered prophet Isaiah wrote 700 years before the birth of Christ and we have many writings from that time and some of those ancient writings from other cultures as well just as reference Socrates was speaking and they were writing his thoughts about 400 years before Christ and we have stone tablets and things that were written much earlier from 3,000 years before that are in museums and we can find. So isn't it amazing that Isaiah is listening to the Word of God, recording it all those hundreds of years before Jesus is born, and that they waited that long for the coming of the Messiah. We are blessed that we have now received the full revelation by Jesus walking the earth, and we are on the other side of the reveal. Isaiah is 700 years before. We are 2,000 years after Jesus walked the earth, and now we wait for his second coming. In the responsorial psalm, we have a refrain, I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. So whether we meet God a long time ago or right now, we are invited to dwell in him, to rest in him, to be fed by him, to be nourished by him. So what are the things that you are, are you are looking for in this Advent season? Do you need restoration? Do you need renewal? Do you need realignment? You, do you need guidance? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's a beautiful reminder of who God is to us. Jesus is born in a poor manger in the city of Bethlehem, And the city means the house of bread. And we're taken to Matthew 15, where Jesus is walking by the Sea of Galilee and goes up on a mountain and sits there. And everybody is aware that he has brought salvation in the form of healing and forgiveness of sin sins. And they are bringing him lame, blind, deformed, mute, many others, the gospel tells us. And they're being placed at his feet and he's curing them and they're amazed that he is fulfilling the promises of Isaiah. Isaiah had said that the deformed would be made whole, the lame would walk, the blind would see and they all were glorifying God. Jesus summons the disciples and tells them, my heart is moved with pity. Isn't it wonderful to feel the emotions of Jesus in the Bible? He feels them fully, and today he feels pity for the crowd 
because they've been with him for three days and they haven't really eaten anything and he doesn't want to send them away hungry. So what does he do? He picks up seven loaves and a few fish and orders everybody to sit down and they eat a lot and they pick up seven baskets full. And this is the mountain that Isaiah is talking about where a great feast will happen, that Jesus will come. And it is the same mountain for you and for me in our life. In what way are you counting the blessings that God is giving you today? Even in the midst of difficulties, what are the things that we count as blessings? We are entering into this season of preparation and we have to be able to touch like Jesus, the feelings and the emotions that we have and harness them by speaking them, by reaching out to one another and saying, just like Jesus is saying, my heart is moved with pity. Do you have people in your life that you can reach out to and tell them how you're feeling? It is very important. And in doing that, we are following our master's footsteps I tell my children that they should have at least five adults that they can call on, that they can express what they're thinking, what they're feeling, that they can ask for assistance. And that goes for us as well, that we have the ability to be forthcoming and truthful in expressing our true emotions. So let us pray together. Father in heaven, we come to the throne knowing that you fulfill your promises that 700 years before the birth of your son, the prophet Isaiah was already singing the praises of the day when he would come. In all those years, people had to wait for the coming of the Savior. They had to prepare. They had to walk the path in hope and expectation. We imitate them in this Advent season. We also walk, Father, in expectation and anticipation that the reminder that you dwelt amongst us through your son, Jesus Christ, is the reason for celebration, that you are coming to our hearts again. And we prepare them with praise, with thanksgiving, dwelling in your word, participating in the sacraments, adding extra prayers, extra acts of service, extra acts of self-sacrifice to build self-discipline, to build the desire for your arrival with eagerness. We pray, Father, for all that are in need, for all that have physical needs that are sick, for all that have mental needs that are feeling anxious or depressed, for all that have emotional needs, that in these moments they are ridden by an emotion that is not allowing them to speak with you, Father, or to rely on you or to rest on you. We ask, Father, that you hear our prayers, that you bless our health, our marriages, our jobs, our finances, our families, our neighborhoods, our country. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the Inner Room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.